<laughs> What's good? What's good, people? <laughs> it's Reg. It's Stone. And you just walked in on us, basically talking about how y'all trying to get my man JT out of the paint. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> what? He messed up, you know? He was out there. Left, let the black woman to dry. Like, I mean, look. All right. All right. <laughs> so the backstory on this, <laughs> we're just going to jump into it. Uh we sent out uh, a link to a podcast. I sent out to a link to a podcast to like a few friends to get some feedback, blah, blah, blah. And there's a couple people and one person particularly, not going to name them, who was appalled, just saw the title of the podcast, <laughs> which was Man, Man of the Woods. We're, you know, we're joking. We're just like having fun, you know, JT, like whatever. Saw the, saw the title and was appalled. Why are we talking about Justin Timberlake? Like, as, as how dare we talk about Justin Timberlake? The preeminent pop star, man, has sold millions of records, is doing the Super Bowl, but he's unworthy of conversation. <laughs> and my thing is, I get it. I get it. I get it. It was a piece of shit move what he did years ago. I get to a certain extent the cultural appropriation. I get the hate in general. What I'm very surprised at is the fact that all right, bam, Gate happens. How many? It was 2004, right? So that's. 14 years ago? Yeah, it's a long Holy time. Holy shit. It's so that happens, and then America loses its fucking mind because it's fucking black nudity, even though blah, 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 I'm not racist. So that happens. Obviously, like, the coward he is, he covers himself. He's like, I don't know, that titty came out of nowhere. <laughs> I was no one fault. <laughs> and then Janet Jackson took the fall, which is fucked up. And the thing is, I think from that point on, a certain segment of the black community never forgave him. Understandable. I respect that. Even though, to a certain extent, when a nigga dropped the suit and tie, Jay-Z... People were still chai chying like nothing ever changed. Very Just true. all thrown out there. Very all true. thrown out there. Consistency. Very true. But what was weird is the fact that, like I said, it, and it was gorgeous when like he was doing the Super Bowl and you saw all those Janet Jackson tributes on social media. And oh, that was had, great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. But what was weird was the next day, everybody hated him, including white media. Yeah. Where I was very surprised because they were on some like, duh, 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 how he left Janet Jackson to dry. And I'm like, wait a minute. That motherfucker may have been a fucking coward, but it was y'all. It was your USA Todays. It was the New York Times. It was all these yeah. media conglomerates that were on some like, how dare they look at that black woman, blah, blah, blah. They're the ones that made this huge thing and exactly. chose her to be the one to be the full guy. So for them to be on some like, well, it was whack and it's kind of messed up for him to do the song that he did with Janet when they're almost like, wait, but you're the ones, because to be honest with you, at the end of the day, it was just like a Madonna level event that just changed to this whole big thing because of America's subconscious racism. So when he's just there out there doing this and all of a sudden like, oh, he sucks. He's a horrible person. I'm like, yo, we're the first ones to be on some like blah, 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 blah. Giving yeah. them passes. <laughs> and it's crazy too because you know, I was monitoring Twitter during the, during the Grammys and people were talking about this is the worst Super Bowl performance ever. I mean, basically people are projecting. Yeah. And the Which thing is, is crazy. out of how many bad Super Bowl performances? Out of Madonna's? Do you remember what a train wreck that was? Bro, you know you know what people need to look at? And this is why I actually started watching the 1992 Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> Winter Wonderland. <laughs> so people don't even know the backstory of this. So basically, before 92, they never had celebrities do halftime shows. They were just like marching bands and shit like that. So 1992, there's Winter Wonderland. It was in Minnesota. It was ice skaters and marching bands. It looked like a <laughs> Disney's It's we're a Small World. World on Ice. Yeah, the you NFL know, edition. from 1952. <laughs> and I'm watching this. I'm like, shit, 
this is from this is ninety two, like <laughs> which is a long time ago, but, but not a long time long. ago. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what happened was in Living Color said, "Hey, this thing is going to suck. Switch over." And 25, 30 million people actually watched Living Color during the halftime show. Oh, I remember that. And the next year is Michael Jackson. Uh, so when you say it's the worst Super Bowl halftime show of all time, come on, son. Yeah, no. Come on, son. Like, you're projecting. Like, you, you're... <laughs> and the thing is, I'm going to say it's great. It was thoroughly mediocre. His little, you know, his little camouflage flannel suit thingy he was wearing, definitely clownable. But people were acting like he was out there literally shitting. But I'm just like, come on, it was the same shit. He would see if it was Katy Perry. Yeah, no, nah, he. Fucking... You know what? He came out and did his job. Yeah. And look, all right, I get it. He didn't do anything, you know, like super spectacular. You know, like the Guardian called mediocre. Blah blah. Like I, I just said, like it wasn't like something that we're going to talk about. You know, ten years down oh, yeah. the line. No. But he had a job. He did it. And he, you know, like he, he's like lived up to his contract, yeah. basically. You know, but when you say it, it's the worst, I think people forgot Coldplay has played <laughs> because Beyonce saved their ass. <laughs> but Coldplay was there, so there's no way. Yeah, Beyonce, it was the worst. Beyonce saved. <laughs> so and the thing is, like I said, mediocre, but that's not horribly bad. Yeah, no, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's 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 crazy how and, and again like. It's sad that we have to defend Justin yeah, Timberlake. Yeah, and I feel so like, uh, like, uh, but it, it, you know, of and, all people, I, it's hurting my, it's hurting me. And I, I understand, you know, I, I agree that he ruined Jan Jackson's career, but I don't think he ruined Jan Jackson's career. America ruined ruined Jan, yeah. Jan Jackson's career because there's no you know? way. And 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 the thing is, it's a piece of shit move, and he needs to live with it. I'm not gonna say that, but my thing is, there, if he was like on some like, yo. I, it was my fault, the titty. They will still find a way to fucking throw, throw Janet Jackson under the bus. This is American racism we're talking about. Oh, of course. It'll just shift. It'll be on some like, well, she talked him into it and yada, yada, yada. Now, obviously, I'm going to say he wouldn't have taken off some of the heat. But, like, they, it was it was just, it's just America just fucked up. And, like I said, what sucks about it is the fact that it's less about him being complicit, but more about showing you that, like, if you're white, male, you just kind of, like, just fail up. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's you know when I say it's projecting, it's it's everybody that had to go through this shit. And oh yeah. Say you know in daily life, and it's like yeah, <laughs> they now have somebody <laughs> to blame. He, he represents Todd. <laughs> Todd in accounting. Yeah, who got that promotion? <laughs> even though all he does is hang out with the boss and dated his daughter briefly. You know, <laughs> so I like I'm, I understand, but I I, I look, we're going to continue to talk about Justin Timberlake. We're gonna bump suit and tie. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Even though that, that 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 album was one of the longest albums of all time. I mean, it only had like two good tracks. But <laughs> again, you know, I, I I don't think he is the problem. Oh, you, you know, know. he's the result of the problem, but yeah. he's not the the actual problem. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's a Disney kid. That that guy no. has been media yeah. trained, and you know, he's just a robot. He's just a pop robot that happened to you know for some reason somebody fed him put in the. The old black mixtape in his robot machine, and he's like, "Oh, this works," and that's about it. But he's a symptom; he's not a fucking problem. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So enough about that. Uh, moving on. Let's talk about the Don, the, the God, the God, Quincy Jones. You know, QJ dropping knowledge <laughs> on the youngins, t- t- <laughs> telling you how it was back in his day. And the thing is, I think people forget 
this man is a genius. Like he like, is. Like he's somebody where he was a genius. Like a he was a top tier jazz musician back in the days where that shit was like fucking. I mean, when he was fourteen, he yeah, was on dude. Tour. And that was like not like and not not that the clown on jazz musicians now, but you know now you can kind of slide and you know the bar is a little lower to a certain extent. That was back then. It was a motherfucking octagon. You know what I'm saying? That was like the Mike Tyson era of fucking jazz. Like, you would just go in there and get fucking body. Yeah, man. And then so he went from there. Like, and, and these skills don't translate. Like, he went from there to just being a great jazz musician. Yeah. To being a great composer, which is, again, that translates, but not really. To being a great pop songwriter. To engineering. To, like, so this man is just, he's just, like, he is, when, when the rafters go up, as far as modern music is today, He's up there. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, he's worked with everybody from Elvis to the Beatles to Michael Jackson to, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, no. I mean, he's, he's a legend. Yeah. But the interviews, though, my God. I mean, all right, number one. Legendary interviews. Number one. These are legendary <laughs> interviews. Fuck the, the, the Dos Equis dude. Quincy Jones <laughs> is the most interesting man in the world. And it... But the math checks out. Like, he's done so much. He's done so much. Like, there's no reason why, like, why, like, like, there's no, of course he's hanging out with Michael Jackson and Prince fucking while they're beefing. Of course he's out there fucking watching fucking, you know, <laughs> certain liaisons with certain mega superstars <laughs> and black <laughs> comedians. You know, there's no reason why he wouldn't be in the room because he's been in the room for, like, literally half his life. I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just... You know, we are at a point in society where we like people say less and less because they don't want to say something that maybe offends somebody. Yeah. And Quincy Jones gives no fucks. Of course. He's eighty five years old. That's that's the goal. I want to get to that. You know. Daddy, you know. And he's just like he's he's like, he's like telling you where all the bodies are buried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows who shot JFK. Yeah, he's just like he's not even hesitate. He was on something like I don't know what to say this. And Emily, the guy was like, well, was like, of course it was the fucking, you know, yeah. of course it was the mafia. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Did he even take one even gentle pride? <laughs> no, like. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, and, and he's going after all of your, of your sacred gods. I, the I, Beatles suck. Yeah, and I love Which it. Which I agree with. Like, yeah. I'm not a Beatles fan, you know. But like I said, it's he's like, a master of many talents. Sometimes you're just a really good songwriter. Yeah. Like, like the Beatles, fantastic songwriters, and as far as studio stuff is concerned, like they were the first ones, like yeah, you know, messing like, around with the auto tune settings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you know, yeah, out yeah. there and, and you know, tape splicing and all those little primitive like production tricks. Like they were the first ones, so all respect too. You know, they're embracing technology very on. But obviously, them dudes were not gonna go out there and fuck around with a dude who was playing to like you know no, Miles you're, Davis. You're not you're not gonna like get one upped by a jazz drummer. Yeah, for in the '60s it, in the heroin era. No, like you're not going it's, to it's, like it's not, compete with that like, dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like trying to run run drugs in '80s New York, man. <laughs> '80s New York Harlem. You're gonna have to. You just it's not gonna have to show up there with this nice shoes and the fucking Glock. <laughs> so I was like your A game. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that. I mean it's funny too because like I like when those things, these type of things drop. I like to go to Reddit because Reddit is kind of like my insight into like angry white America, <laughs> and even Beagles fans are like, yeah, okay, it's got point. It's got point. Because you know, <laughs> n- n- all the Beatles, all their great songs, 
sonically they were ahead of their time. And then it goes back to my whole thing where they were the first ones to pioneer a lot of yeah. studio wizardry. But like as far as basics, like 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 melody and yeah. like drum patterns and rhythm, it's all very simple. It's just oh, the yeah. way they, they just knew how to put it together. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong because like Nirvana, Nirvana has made you know one of the biggest rock bands of our current era, even though they're ten years plus removed, one of the most influential. Yeah. And those dudes played literally six notes, just switched around per song. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it all depends on how how good a songwriter you are. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. So uh, you know, I mean. That's not really disputable. Uh, Marlon Brando, Ooh. out in these streets. He's out there, fucking mailboxes. L- lock mm. up your mailboxes. <laughs> Hide your mailboxes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hide your mailboxes. <laughs> what? It, what it kills me though is fuck. I should have been born in the seventies, man. The sex is probably fucking. The sex is definitely better. The fucking drugs are better. You know, somebody said somebody said this on Facebook too. And I'm like, only if I'm hanging out with Quincy Jones. Like, I want to be in the '60s, <laughs> just like a regular ass dude in Alabama. <laughs> I want to be in the '60s, like hanging out with Quincy Jones. <laughs> There's a difference. True, very true. Because even he was saying how fucking racism was crazy and how it was only Sinatra, who, lo and behold, to a certain extent, you know. A little too tiny, that little grease hair. You know, as a kid from Brooklyn, Bretonhurst era, I was always a little afraid of, leery of, but apparently for Nacho, Sinatra was down to shit. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Sinatra was on something like, you're going to let my black friends hang out here, or we're going to have a fucking problem. Yeah, which, yeah. Which is which cool is, awesome. I mean, yo, I mean, that's another Don, man. Yeah, it's man. Just, uh, that, that's, it. that's actually really cool to hear. But, I mean, uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, he had... Sammy Davis. Sammy Davis in yeah. the Rat Pack. But you always figure there's always you know? that one token dude that lets slide. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, he's not, he's not, he's my, he's, but he's he, black. But, but he's even then, black. you know, like, Sammy Davis was, like, wasn't able, you know, they were trying to tell him not to be in, you know, I was like, oh, you got to be in the hotel across the street. You yeah. can't be hanging out with the, the rap. I'm like, you know, like, stuff like that. So, no, nah, I mean, you know, nothing, yeah, going back to, to Quincy, though, it's just, like, there's nothing that Quincy said that is just, like, not true. Um, The funny thing about Quincy is just, like, he is who he is. And, you know, when you have those choice lines, it's just like, oh, like this is a do. Of course. Like when, when you said, oh, I hang around blondes. <laughs> oh, the 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 uh, <laughs> the yeah. rumor is I only yeah. like blondes. They're talking about me. They're out here. I like them all kinds. All shapes. All like, colors. I'm, like, I'm in China. I'm in South Africa. I'm, I'm out here. All, all types. All types. <laughs> Chicks and sizes. This guy's married to him in a row. Don't mean nothing. Trust me. I'm out here slinging this. It's like, 85 years like, old. Anybody can get it. They ain't blondes. <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness. It's just uh, rolling but, on the floor. But what's great is because it was bothering him. Because that, that was right off the interview. So he just came out there, took the jacket off, was on some like, let's let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting these rumors to rest. Yeah, I'm out here. All, all types, all, all types. I do not discriminate. Out in these streets, <laughs> and not mad, not mad at the dude. Like, <laughs> and, I, and I goes, what I loved about it, like I was telling you earlier before this, is the fact that I love the fact that it's like these icons. Like it's yeah. not like it's like he's clowning like the Beatles. He's kind of like Elvis, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think yeah. it's important because. And then, like, just, just, just knowing a lot of creatives, there's this weird idea that America has where, or not America, it's, just, it's, it's everybody, where, like, Genesis is born. Genesis kind of pops in. Yeah, you're, you're blessed with this divine light. 
any kind of this perfect person or if you're flawed, the flaws are allowed because there's so much genius. And he kind of do these things. Yeah. But it's cool because he was on something like, yo, you know, we're out there, James Brown. You know, all of a sudden, you know, Michael Jackson comes out there intentionally to come slay. Gives James Brown a little whisper. Hey, James, could Prince up here a little patch ass? <laughs> you know, it's cool. <laughs> Prince goes up there, fucks up, is waiting for him outside, about to run him over. Like, it's cool kind of seeing, like, people, like, have these real, even though it's petty-ass jealousy. Yeah. That's a real-ass, cool-ass emotion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's nice kind of seeing these people kind of, like, because... It's and it's it's cool to kind of have your idols, but it's also and it's anybody and as you know from your just running around and back and behind the scenes in the industry, you know behind the scenes people are just motherfucking people, yeah. good and bad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> just because your favorite person could name, you know, has a four or five octave range in this fucking touring stadiums, this doesn't mean they're at, they're a fucking asshole when they're at home. You know exactly, what I'm exactly. So, and and it's, it's funny too because I, I I think that people need to be constantly reminded of that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like and I tell everybody I think I, I might even drop this on the podcast like I've shown your favorite rappers the the direction to yes. the bathroom yes it, it's, it's, yeah, I mean we're all the same yeah. um and then <laughs> and the funny thing about about Quincy is just like nobody's gonna like challenge him now like, oh, yeah, what no. are people gonna do what are people like <laughs> But that's the thing about being the, like the old black daddy powers. Like he's yeah. reached such the such an echelon in his like life and career that what like like then if like oh we're not gonna have your TV show. Well then bitch, I'll go out there, I'll put it on, you know, I'll I'll pay for it myself yeah. and put it on, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll call up Oprah directly right now. You know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly. And he's Quincy Jones. And what's crazy is when that shit pops up, I think it's gonna be on Netflix. Oh, yeah. that's gonna be I'm clearing out that fucking Friday night. Oh, that, that's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> it's gonna oh, be beautiful. I'm, I'm having some beer with me right next I mean, to me. I'm, look, he dropped dropped two interviews. <laughs> Back. So far, I could almost say, because we were talking about the Kendrick Lamar album, but I will say the two best releases of 2018 were those. Oh, hell yeah. By, by a large margin. Hell yeah. I don't know if anybody's going to have a better mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> They Quincy one, Quincy two. Out of nowhere. You and, know what I'm saying? And you know what's so funny? Like, he, like, disses T-Pain. <laughs> Who's like? Who do you know who can diss the Beatles and T, <laughs> T- Pain in the same damn interview? <sighs> and he felt nobody. It too. He was because he gave a little weird like I know you know like, like I, I told him I didn't want to do it. That's why I filed his matches. Like it was. <laughs> that's why when people are like oh he was lying. I'm like so far those things are checking out. Obviously we ain't gonna dig up Kennedy to find other shit. But you know. We already confirmed the, you know, the teeth. All the little small stories have confirmed. Yeah. It kind of leads me to believe, you know, he was dropping that. That tea was real. Yeah. 100% <laughs> organic. <laughs> Picked <laughs> from the deep mountains of Asia. <laughs> Shipped in the pristine box right to your <laughs> newsprint on your screen. Oh, man. But it's, like I said, it's great. I, I think it's something where, and what it is, it's a throwback to, and his tea is new, but not new. I feel like we don't really feel it to a certain extent if you listen to a lot of like black music, because black people want to tell you how it is no matter what. But even then, it feels like they had that little period. I don't know if it was the grunge era or whatever, or maybe even like the hipster kind of. You got to be cool than it than than you actually are. Where nobody wants to be like everybody's kind of low key, and nobody wants to kind of talk shit about each other, and yeah. it's all weird, sh- you know, these little weird shady shots, but nobody, you know, back in the day, people want something like, yo, I hate that motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but <laughs> but it's different now, because yeah. if you say that, 
it's broadcast here on social media, and then you know, I mean, it's again, so it's TMZ's a, at the airport, like, what do you, what did you say, Stone? What, what did you say about? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and and it's a very, very, very small community, like, and people don't understand, it. like, the music industry is super duper small, you know. I mean, they they all fit in Madison Square Garden for the Grammys, and that's it. That's an entire like, you know, music industry in America. Can fit in one stadium. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, and especially if you you're in the subsections, right? So you're in hip hop, you're in you know R and B, you're in like whatever, and country even. You know, you say one wrong thing about one wrong person, like that's like a booking that you don't get. That's an album release you don't get. That's like you know whatever. That's a label deal you don't get. So everybody's on their their you know pins and needles just because. Again, we all got to protect the bag. True. So, and Quincy does not. Yeah, Quincy, Quincy, Quincy got the bag. <laughs> Quincy got Quincy the bag. Like, I've been getting this bag for so long. Quincy got the bag. I've been getting this bag for 85 years. Quincy now. is the bag. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the Don, um, Netflix dro- documentary dropping. Um, he's working on like six different things, he was saying. Yeah, and it's going to be. And. and, and like I said, it's you forget. Like I forget, like in Living Color. Yeah. 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 So it's like it's weird where like he he's involved with a lot of weird things where you kind of forget. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, it's, yeah. It's it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, was crazy. it Living Color? Or was it? Oh, I feel like it was Living Color, right? Or was it Fresh Prince? Fresh Prince. Fresh, sorry. Yeah. Fresh Apologies. Prince. Fresh Prince. Yeah. It's fr- Fresh Prince because yeah, he had the TV. He did the TV stuff, but I I feel like he did something with li- in Living Color too. Yeah. I have to go fact check um, that. Fact, fact check. Yeah, Google guys, go at home Google. <laughs> but like you forget. Fake news. Yeah, fake, fake news. news. <laughs> but like it's it's something you forget. Cause like I said, at a certain point I'm just like, oh Quincy, you know, you know Quincy just makes albums. You know he makes Secret Garden Part Five. You know, yeah, and yeah, you, yeah, you kind of yeah. forget like, oh this dude had like eighteen thousand careers. He's you know he's played all these hats. I mean, know. and people don't still don't know that the Austin Powers theme song is Quincy Jones. Yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> Like he's done, and it, and it, maybe it is too. He, he just like he, and that's what's funny about his lifestyle in a good way or the way it comes out is because he's not bragging. Like he wasn't like James Brown on some like I'm doing all these talk shows and I'm doing da 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 da. He was known, and he was and he was known because of what he did, but he wasn't really like out there like that, like like self promoting type stuff. But like you know, but when they came, but apparently he wasn't hiding anything though, because you get that man in front of a motherfucking microphone, <laughs> he's telling you some shit. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm sure like Rashida Jones is just like, damn. Oh, yeah, no, I feel she's like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, all this time. Rashida, I mean, you know, it's just like, I'm sure like, oh, look, Rashida Jones grew up with that shit, but like that was never broadcasted to the yeah. whole world. I mean, she was just like, all this time, I find the biggest Jones out here. I got my career popping, producing, directing. <sighs> All of a sudden, those TMZ microphones are probably right off. Yeah. That's the department like, like, hey, what, what do you say about your dad saying Richard Pryor fucked? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, so and, and on a side note to that, apparently there's like, I haven't seen it, but there's people who are posting on my Facebook who are like, oh, man, like people are mad that Richard Pryor like was involved with Marlon Brando and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, boy, really? Oh, that's it. But I, you know, that's a, not to be funny. If you swing that way, that's a top tier get. Like I love the fact that Baldwin got himself some Brando. Like you know what I'm saying? No, because I, yeah, Baldwin's a little nebbish. You know, well spoke swag out swag of uh, swag to a thousand percent. 
But still, he's a little nebbish black dude, very literary, yada, yada, yada. He banging out one of the most top like actors in the like good looking like I'm, I'm not iconic. Even, I'm, I can't be mad. I'm not even mad at James Baldwin. Yeah, I, I was like, what? I, I think I was more surprised about Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, cause yeah, it, it, that, that <laughs> only because you kind of see Baldwin like look, putting that little hey, you know, yeah, no, that little like, back down. Yeah, Richard Pryor, I feel like it was pushing a little bit above his weight there. Yeah. <laughs> Like I can imagine Brando getting with Baldwin. Dead yeah, sober. Like, yeah, yeah. Also, like, I'm like, oh shit, look at him, look so sexy. Da 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 da. Bang that, bang that's boom. Easy. Done. That's easy. That's easy. Yeah. Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine they're laking and shit. Says about to go down. All of a sudden, Richard Pryor does something. He's like, oh, that's just like the movie, you know. <laughs> that had to heavily require heavy drugs. <laughs> then again, you know, they say, you know, a, a funny motherfucker is is. Easiest way to get into hey, these pants. I mean, it's just the humor is sexy. Humor is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, like I said, I love it. I, I love the fact that, you know, and, and more because, you know, there's white people mad. Like, mad. At, like, oh, I love, you know, there's some grandmother who's out there, you know, marching against the fucking desegregation, you know, who's watching the fucking CNN, and that popped up on there, and she fucking started crying. You know, tearing out her Marlon Brando picture in the back. I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and, and like I said, like people are mad about James Baldwin. But I'm like, okay, well, he's not your hero hero anymore. I mean, yeah, y'all, y'all knew he was gay, right? Yeah, and it's just like, why would you? This this man was a. It's not like he was like a Jabberwocky. This is Marlon Brando, one of the most iconic like sex symbols in Hollywood ever. So fuck it, man, play ball. Hey, exactly, you, you know? exactly. Anyway, all right. So yeah, no, the Don Quincy. I mean, peace to you, brother. Yeah, like, man. You, you're doing you're doing the damn thing. You're, you're living your best life. You're back on my radar, man. <laughs> Twenty two girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> who all know each other. Who all know each other. But I love the he got the old like you know, when you reach a certain age. It's like yeah, we we went we went to dinner. So that's my you know now we're dating. That's yeah, my you know. yeah. <laughs> Came I, out there, invited her out to the expensive restaurant, which is kind of weird though. I, I I wanted to be a fly on the wall on like Ivanka Trump, Trump and Quincy Jones. Yeah, what does that look like? What does that look like? But it, it's always weird because like, you see it though, like these really old men, and sometimes like you know equal opportunity in New York City. I definitely see some older women and these really young like dudes. I'm just like how because like even when I dated somebody who was like. Like it's a little bit younger than me. It was like, whoa, the references. Yeah. So yeah. how do you do it when it's like literally fucking like decades? Decades. Where it's like it's not just like you know, like MP3 against like CDs. It's like fucking you know, like MP3 <laughs> versus fucking you know the pornograph. The <laughs> pornograph. You know what I'm saying? The old school. You got to turn around. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's so funny too. Cause I'm just, just like. I don't even know what one know what happened in, in, that, <laughs> in that conversation, like post date, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, our boy Quincy. It's not, like I said, it's out on there on these streets. Out these, so still, still. Like uh, I said, I wish, and it's cool because you know what's cool about that? It shows you how weak trolling is because you have your certain certain people are like you know known for like Charlemagne to, to spin you the truth. Yeah, you know, Star who's kind of like mm, telling the quote-unquote truth, but, you know, Quincy's out there like, yo, this is what it is when you give no fucks. Exactly. When you got no nothing to hold back. Exactly. It's all about, you know. I mean, I just hope the mafia didn't, didn't like, take him down. Oh, no. Hope not. <laughs> Shh, 
pay that AD, <laughs> ADT bill. <laughs> Get your security up, Quincy. <laughs> we need you. Uh, so let's talk about this uh, Kendrick Lamar album. Which is... Uh, the which Black is, Panther. Which is a, technically a soundtrack. But what's great about this album is even when the songs Kendrick isn't listed as being in, he he definitely fucking shows up doing little Kendrick Kendrick stuff on the hooks and. In I the mean, background. how many how many voices does this dude have? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a little concerned for King Kendrick. <laughs> Are you schizophrenic? Multiple personality disorder. Yeah, he's out there, you know, killing killing the voices. <laughs> so, I'm this album is just growing on me. I didn't like it the first. Really? Yeah, because I, you know what? I have very high hopes for it. So, look, I'm seeing Black Panther opening night. Me and my wife. It's good, you know, because the Black Council is going to get together. Every black person in America will be there. I heard around February, March, we have our annual voting (laughs) on new slang. There's going to actually be a tally. You're going to have to show your actual Black Panther ticket. If you don't actually have seen it from that three-week period mandatory, you might get, you know, disqualified. I it's so funny because I'm probably going to see I'm going to see my brother that weekend too. I'm probably going to see it again. Like I'll probably see it three times <laughs> next weekend. You know, and as, as a as a good black person, I have to do. Um, so I think my my expectations were very high for this album. I was expected to be taken to the land of Wakanda. <laughs> And no, it's just a Kendrick Lamar album. But, but 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 here's the thing: your expectations were high. After like, when was the last time there was a good soundtrack album? Good point. Uh, like like yeah, there was there was a heyday where it was like everything, you know, from your Pulp Fictions, to yeah, your above the, even shitty movies but, like Above the Rim was a really shitty movie. Yeah, that was a great soundtrack. Yeah, so it was there was there was a, definitely a heyday for the but soundtrack. It's then, weird. It's weird because like this album falls into I don't know what it is about movie soundtrack al- like albums. Yeah, well, it's weird because it's always music inspired by. You're probably gonna hear yeah. one song. Yeah, in the in the end credits, they're gonna have that one. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and and this album falls into the same trap. <laughs> and I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why. You know, like, cause, all right, here's my problem with, with the album. Um, there's a few tracks that I thought were pretty dope. Um, there's like, there's like a California posse cut. And I'm just kind of oh, like, what's those, what's, what's those dudes? Uh, OBs, I yeah, yeah. When that one dude's rapping literally like 18 minutes before the beat. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, well, this does not take them to a <laughs> This is just a California posse cut. <laughs> this takes me to Compton. There's <laughs> um, like a random Georgia Smith track in there. There's just like, it just didn't seem like. Something that I was like, oh man, this is a great soundtrack album. But isn't that a soundtrack though? Soundtrack, you know, you come in there because soundtracks always have like, you know, you'll have the two or three songs that are within the actual topic. Then you veer to the right where there's like a love song. You veer to the left where there's this extra poppy song. You yeah. veer to the right where like it's as yeah, and they had that. You know, they had like the the Kendrick Lamar the track, uh, and then they had like the weekend track, which are like the broad kind of like. The commercial, Marvel, commercial, literally commercial, where the trailer's playing and it rises up in the background, and uh, you know, you know. The, the hero turns around and looks serious. 
<laughs> and that kind of swells in the background. So, you know, featuring uh, an iTunes flashes on the bottom to get you that subliminal yeah. shit. And, and then basically you just have a bunch of like maybe like, all right, so it's like a track like 10, which is kind of like a leftover track from Damn. Yeah. You know, and it's like you kind of had those tracks that are very didn't really fit into the theme, but or on there. Um, but you did, you know. I do, I do see them. They're bringing in a bunch of like South African uh, rappers to kind of like connect to Africa, but they're not really given the prominence that I thought they would. You know. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I, I would agree. They definitely were kind of in the in the cut and and not really advertised. But at the same time, it's weird. Because I felt like it's more because, like you said, it wasn't really a focus. Because it's like Kendrick. Kendrick's all over this album. Yeah. It's like Kendrick is out there pushing people out of the way. Exactly. Like, like, like and, and, and that was going to bring to my whole point. I feel like I like this album a lot, but I think it's less of a soundtrack than I think a version of Drake's More Life. Like, of the subliminals have been going back and forth. <laughs> like, I think he was just like, here's my More Life, but done tighter. Mm. I feel like you've got the same South African tracks. You've got the part where it goes to Afrobeat. You've got Georgia Smith, apparently, who's <laughs> popping up everywhere. everywhere. He's like, I'll even take your girl. Good for her. Yeah, good. And which is, and the thing is, I feel bad because when when I would first hear about her, just because we're in this weird like glut of like Aaliyah clones and like the breathy voicing and electro yeah, beats, yeah. so I kind of didn't pay a lot of attention to her. It's only as I, I kind of went to the radar with the Drake album, and then and then now, and she's really she's actually she's got a brassy voice. She's really like a solid R and B vocalist. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'm just so used to not hearing solid R and B vocalists, just auto tunes and people who you know are impersonating fucking '90s R and B that I've kind of turned off. But that was it was that, that that's one of my favorite tracks on the album actually. Even though it was just a, a little like 808 kick and like a little free guitar strum. Yeah, no, I, I mean it was a great track. It just it felt so out of place. But that's the that's the beauty of the soundtrack. It's all it's a mishmash. Yeah. It's a goulash of like you gotta have one. And the thing is, again, these soundtracks are never actually in the movie. <laughs> Inspired by. Inspired by. But you know when you have that scene where you know he's he's. The, the, the hero is broken. His boot comes and wraps his arm around him. You got to have. That's why your scissor track comes in. Maybe well, Georgia Smith. There's like the Sway Lee and Kali track. Yes. Which, you know what, funny? <laughs> the Sway Lee, I swear to God. I was like, who's this pretty girl singing? <laughs> so then I was like, wait a minute. This is, it's, 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 <laughs> it just happens to be <laughs> one, of them, one of them race mush 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 dudes. <laughs> you can tell we old. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so, I was, I was like, oh, it's so pretty. Because, you know, at a certain point, yeah. it's like Kendrick, Kendrick, and all of a sudden, like, another voice comes in for a segment. So I was like, oh, shit, who this, per-? like, oh, this is, I wonder which, which female artist this is. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, that's not, you know, it's it's a Prano, but it's a male Soprano. I was yeah. like, oh, shit, it's one of those dudes. And, and again, that's a random ass track. Yeah. It's a random ass track. But and, and it's funny, too, because speaking of Drake, and I'm probably gonna get my black card taken away again. <laughs> it's okay. It's it, I'm I'm used to it. I feel like Drake would have did a better job of curating a Black Panther Whoa. album. Right, we're gonna we're gonna have to. It's gonna be a divorce. You know, I, I, I disagree entirely. And you know why? Because he's way more tapped into what's going on on the African continent than Kendrick. Yes, I'll say. Um, is it redemption? There's there's a one there's a track. Let me let me there's like there's, there's a the tracks that are that are South African influence are hitting. 
Redemption, yeah. Redemption. Redemption's is Redemption hit. and Seasons. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those tracks are hitting. Like, the, the South African artists who came in killed it. They you did. Know, killed it dead. So I can't say, but I, I see your point where, like, uh, like, your, like your, your Passion Fruit, like, those are just great classic tracks. The South African tracks here are dope. They aren't. They don't really hit that 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 pop. That because the thing is, a lot of it with a lot of like modern like um African R and B slash hip hop is just really great pop music at the end of the day. Yeah, like it's it's just it's just 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 the melodies and the ideas. So forgetting all that, forgetting even just the the, the beats and everything else, is just great pop music. This album doesn't hit those same highs as some of the highs in More Life, but I do think that it's a little more authentic. Like I like like the posse cut. Like the posse cut was ignorant as shit, and it was literally like they were like, "Y'all niggas come in here. Y'all y'all like you can rap. Come in, come in, come to the booth." But I I like that about it. It, it felt a little less, uh, it felt a little less calculating than what Drake would have done if he did the same. Well, it, it, it's you know what it is the posse cut makes sense because it's less about the movie and more about kind of yo let's get this Marvel money. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, put my boys on. Let's get this Disney money. <laughs> Let's get all this money. Yo, come in. <laughs> I'm going to get you a songwriting credit. We're getting the Oscar. Uh, you know, but and I think... <laughs> but, like, one of the things that, that I... So there's this cat, uh, Saudi, who's, like, a South African rapper. And he's rapping in Zulu. And he's kind yes. of rapping in Zulu about, like... You know, purple drink and things like that. And I was like, oh, this is kind of, kind of dope. Actually. Yeah. But he was kind of buried against like Two Chains and Schoolboy Q. Whereas I think somebody like Drake would just like give him a, a whole track. Oh yeah, no, I, I can't deny that you're right. On, especially, particularly because on more life, he actually did give those some of those dudes yeah, their own track. Their own track. Yeah, like they, like here, you just go nuts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I can't deny that. You know. Yeah. Kind of. Where I think maybe the effort was kind of like, oh, like kind of normalize them. Like, oh, if you're used to like this kind of hip hop, here's a little bit of, you know, paprika that's thrown in there also to kind of normalize it. Yeah. But you're right. It can it kind of, it, you could make the argument at the same time it just kind of distracted it. It kind of assumed that the listener wouldn't really get it if they went full, bam, this is the way, this is literally a track from some shit he dropped on SoundCloud fucking three weeks ago. Deal with it. But at the same time, like I said, I felt like, that's a very surprising, to me, it's, I think it's the, I think it's cohesive. I think as far as the soundtrack is concerned, it hits all those, you know, your drama point, your love point, your amped up track, your dark track. I felt like those broad swaths of songs you expect in the soundtrack, it hits. Now, is it an album that carries a particular theme throughout? No. Like my favorite was he would be like, I am Killmonger or Wakanda <laughs> randomly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As if that kind of made it like kept it on theme. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that you know as far as like you know a cohesive album per se, no. But I thought as far as I say like a soundtrack is concerned for what it's supposed to do, I thought it was I thought it was it's definitely one of the best soundtracks I've heard in years, which is definitely at the same time a very low bar to kind of jump over. Yeah, yeah, and I think like like I said, I think that I was mad that it fell into the same soundtrack tropes. Like my bait, like my greatest inspired by album, which is Jay Z's greatest album, is Jay Z American Gangster. Yes, which is literally like <laughs> none of those tracks were in the movie. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. That was that was the most blatantish. Shit. <laughs> but you know, apparently, you know, he saw early 
track, you know, like preview of the movie and say, oh, I'm going to drop this album. And he did it. And every every track was fire and it had that. It was inspired. Like you can tell the inspiration. It, it was literally inspired Dripping by. Yeah. with inspiration. Particularly from what was the one before Kingdom Come? Yeah, Oof. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I was kind of expecting that. And this Black Panther album was, was not that. You know, I could, de- yeah, if, if you, I could definitely see it doesn't hold as cake. Yeah, but that's like, you know, that's, that's a Jay-Z classic. That's a, that's a high bar, my friends. But, that's I mean, a high but, bar but, when... But Kendrick has been, been setting high bars. True, but it's a... Like, <laughs> Every year. Like, I, I can tell you... the past five, six years. And this is the sad thing to say. Probably the last decent soundtrack album. I, and, the, and the thing is, I really listen to a lot of the indie rock stuff, so maybe it is like some weird, like, you know... Bon Iver soundtrack out there that's really dope. Probably Fifty Shades of Grey. And that wasn't even because it was necessarily dope, but because they were like, it was well curated. I do were, I do have to say, yes. Yeah, they were I, like, I will agree oh, with that. These, these, these songs, The weekend is, is perfect for this. You know, like fucking, you know, Beyonce is perfect for this. Like, all, all the songs they chose made sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, and uh, the, the, the track, Escapes me, but that was like the weekend kind of breakout track. Yeah, where you transition from like this kind of mixtape dude. The, you deserve this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah to yeah. like you know a pop star. Yeah, and it's a beautiful ass song. Yeah, you know, and it fit with the movie. If it was, you know, and and like that, everybody who saw <laughs> the rough cut of the movie <laughs> and went to the booth got it. Yeah, you know? and unfortunately, <laughs> they, they were inspired to get because that was what a bad series. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, I've never seen it. It's it's think of you remember when you used to watch Kinemax movies when you were like a little kid? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I could almost think of <laughs> think of it at that level, like that level of acting, but there's no titties and no sex, basically. Or it's very tame. Yeah. Like it's very much like it's shit where it's like, I could have watched it. This this is not much more than a regular R movie. Yeah. Like, it's not like the basic instinct where I was like, Oh, this is some crazy ass, you know, this is some you know, oh, she's yeah. she's quote unquote bisexual, you know. Yeah. Like she's you know all this, yeah. all the scandal to it. It's the saddest thing about it is scandal free. Like it's the most in the in the era where you could blink and you IC porn. Like it's the most. It might as well, it should have been rated PG. It's 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 and the whole series is like that. It's just like oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? But you know, and then, and that's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So yeah, and, and even like the last soundtrack album I, I I listened to was like the Hidden Figures soundtrack. Yes, but again. Pharrell kind of put his foot into it. Yeah. And he made sure that everything, you know, it was corny. It was mad corny. But, like, he made sure that everything kind of tied into the movie. Yeah. And, you know. So, uh, so yeah, I I was, again, I think my expectations were on that level. And this is kind of like just a Kendrick mixtape. Yeah, okay, okay, but it was. You know. I feel like you. It, it was still. They got some dope beats. Oh no! I was like, yeah, some dope. The songs were just again like, the, the even you know that's Khalid and Sway Lee song. It's dope. Yeah, that's dope. I like you uh know. the one with um Anderson Park. Anderson yeah, Park. Yeah, the song. yeah, yeah. Uh, which which is funny because I was just like, and James Blake. I was like. The, the only white man in the soundtrack is motherfucking James Blake. He's on two songs. He's on two songs. Uh, he, uh, he's on Blade Waters. Oh shit! You're right. And the King is dead. Holy yeah, shit! King, King, yeah. How the fuck? He's on two songs. James Blake makes me laugh because I remember James Blake. It's a chameleon. When he first came out, he first came out. My man was a producer, cutting up Aaliyah tracks like like on some like subtract shit. Yeah. And then, like, I bet you back back then he was on, like, oh, I'm a dope producer. He was sending his little yeah. fucking tapes to fucking Jay-Z and shit. And they were like, nah, son, this, this dead this shit. My man goes to the booth, 
comes back with the fucking, you know, the Frank Sinatra fucking suit. (laughs) (laughs) The grand piano singing the most stereotypical, but dope, sad boy shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The most anti-hip-hop hip-hop. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, shit, come, hip, we embrace you. Hop on these tracks. Hip-hop loves James Blake. Yeah, but on the flip side, when he was actually making dope beats, they were like, yeah. nah, son, that's too, that's too UK. You can't, <laughs> you can't fuck with, that's too dancey. You can't fuck, those, those Leah chops, you can't fuck with. It's too, it's too, you got it, nah, nah, nah. But my man comes back, sound like fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like Vegas, Vegas 1960s crooner, and all of a sudden yeah. it's like, oh shit, this is, we, we gotta get, <laughs> you know what this fucking Michael made a beat can use? Some James, some James Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, you know, faded out and he'll come to the piano and shit. Life and that shit right now. You know, those British dudes are like mad chameleons, though. <laughs> they'll just sit in the back of the studio and they'll just like be on their MacBook or whatever, you know, like hanging out. And then, you know, they'll get their call. Oh, yeah, no. Because, you know, you're like, oh, you're in the back of the studio. Like, okay, like, like get in the booth. Yeah, no. I think it's because. Put me in, coach. Yeah, put me in. And <laughs> I think it's because they're, they fucking. It's weird because I think it's since their radio. Is either a pirated back in the days, or b just kind of like it's run publicly and and, yeah. and, and, they, and they gotta get on kinda like they're forced to kind of have this like oh here's your Nirvana here's your Jay Z yeah here's your weird underground hip hop and here's your fucking your Gabba music yeah so yeah. they kind of use like like they know everything where in America it feels like to a certain extent. You know, which is going to change now, I think, in YouTube. I think we're all kind of becoming more and more. Exactly. Getting more bored. But, like, you know, like 10 years ago when it was, you slide those gatekeepers. Yeah. It was hard I to kind of, you know. And, I mean, those cats are scientists, man. Yeah. You know, like, when you hang out with one of those, like, European dudes and have, like, I remember I hung out with the dude from Quadron. And, he, like, we talked until 3 in the morning about Key Sweat. Yeah. And he knew every little <laughs> minor Key Sweat song. He knew what tempo. He knew the beat. He knew, like, they're mad scientists, dude. Yeah. Mad scientists. It's something, you maybe know? it's because they, I think it's, maybe it's because, like, they love, like, pop music. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's something that has to do with, not necessarily, I was in the Beatles, but not like that, but, like, there's something about songcraft that they've always loved. Where like it like I'm not gonna say that because obviously there's some fantastic bands and musicians that come out of America. Hip hop came out of America. Yeah. But there's something over there where like you said that it's really like oh this is it's, you yeah, know it's it's a science. Yeah, it's a it's, science. It's definitely a science. And, and and I think the other thing is too it's like they're not in in it, right? So it's like even take like Drake, he's not an American per se. He's not in it. So he doesn't have to have the pressure of, Oh, I need to do this to get on. Oh, I need to do this to like, cause I need to get hit a hundred clear channel stations, Yeah, you know, but he's close enough that he understands like the culture and the vibe and the blah, blah, blah. And it may be also authenticity. Like like, to a certain extent, I'm going to be like, Drake didn't have to suffer it because he was Canadian. But at the same time, Drake was able to be Drake just to be Drake. Like he, yeah. he was in, he was in a, he was, he was a big fish in a small pond. Not to say there aren't dope acts in Toronto, but, no, 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 because but it wasn't assumed you immediately had to go to California, come yeah. to New York. You could sit there and just yeah. be you and just like you said, study. Yeah. But, and, and, but there's no, you know, there's no factory to mold him into like what, whatever was on the radio. Yeah. You know, and th- that's what James Blake is. And I think too, it's like, when you think about, you know, you're a producer and just like, Oh, I need like a soft voice. <laughs> <laughs> and James Blake is just like sitting on the couch <laughs> right next to you. But, but he's got one mode. James Blake, one mode is 
I fucked up. <laughs> she found a condom wrapper, <laughs> and now I'm fucking sad. Because even on the Black Panther, he comes in on some like you know, I fucked up, <laughs> and now I'm sad. <laughs> Not like all oh, these 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 trials and tribulations. Yeah. And the Anderson Pack song, it comes in again. I fucked up. And, and she hates me, and now I'm sad. And it's so crazy too because that I mean, again, this album is so black. <laughs> It's mad black. <laughs> and, and that male, too. Yes. It's super duper male. Yeah. And, and it's weird um, because uh, I think it's why Georgia Smith works. I mean, where it's where it's placed because you've got all this male, male, male. She comes in as a very soft song with the guitar and then, and then it fades away. But then what's funny because it immediately after that is that um, that uh, Vince Staples songs with that heavy EDM yeah, yeah, bass yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then it's weird because, like I said, it works because of that. But it's also very sad because, like... In the movie itself, you know, the Black Panther story, it's always him and his bodyguards, and apparently it's going to involve, like, you know, spies and his sister. Like, it's very, there's always women. There's lots of beautiful women yeah. in Black Panther. Even in the comics. So it's yeah. weird to have it where, in the, on the flip side, it's just SZA and Georgia Smith, and then the only one who really kind of gets a real chance to sign is Georgia Smith. SZA's there, unfortunately, back, you know, strapped to, to Kendrick Lamar. It's like, you know. And again, you know, going back to Drake, I feel like Drake would call up Lupita and be like, yo. Spit some, spit some verses. Yeah, you know, because like there's that that viral video she did like like six, seven years, like four or five years ago. It was her like you know on the way to the Oscars and she started <laughs> rapping, you know. And Drake would be like, "Yo, spit some verses." Yeah, you're in this movie, like spit some, you know. And I think like again, it's like it's missing that connection to the actual movie. And it's missing that that those opportunities to kind of be something that's like I think a bit better. But you know what it is, um, too? Going back to your point, I think it's because Drake is a better curator. No, he's definitely a better cu- curator. Because he just listens. And as opposed to Kendrick, where, you know, and I love what TDE on the low was pretty much kind of not as big of a roster and a very narrowly focused one, but it's like Jeff Jam. Like, if, if you're on that label, it's every it's a, it's a murderer's row of just people who are dope. Oh, of course. Yeah. and But the thing is, it's also very insular. It's, like, it's, it's yeah. Like, you're not going to necessarily hear, like, fucking... You know, you're going to hear, like, fucking Future popping for, like, a cameo. But, you you know, generally, like, SZA, Kendrick, those albums don't re- aren't really superstar heavy. Exactly. Like, it's not like fucking, you know, Schoolboy Q. Like, you know, there'll be, you know, your, your regular your rap, rap, rap guest appearances. Like, one or two, maybe three per album, that's about it. So it's very interesting. Like, you'll never see, like, a Kendrick Lamar X. And in my, I'm hoping there'll be, because it was supposed to be that J. Cole. Like, remember they were supposed to have the album a while ago? Yeah. But, like, it feels like that's very anti-TDE. It feels like TDE is very much, like, it's our producers, our artists collaborating with it's each other. Very, yeah, it's know, very old school. Our video, product, you know, pro, 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 yeah. our video production. Everything yeah. is very, like, in-house, which is awesome. Definitely keep it in-house. But I think of Drake. Drake's very much like, oh, this shit's hitting? Let's go. Let's, let's hop on the fucking private jet. Let's go to fucking... You know Johannesburg right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, like, and that's the thing. It's like Drake would do that. He would fly to Johannesburg. He'll get like everybody in the studio. He'll do whatever. You know, and be like, "Yo, this is like, <laughs> <laughs> this is the real Black Panther." <laughs> so no, uh, no, nah, nah, it's, it's definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I know there's 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 Goku forty threes out there making their <laughs> own cuts of Black Panther. Uh, my homeboy is actually working on like a real Black Panther mixtape. Oh no! 
It's going to be this dead press songs over and over again. <laughs> no, it's going to be like, you know, random African rappers you've oh, never heard of. that's dope, actually. <laughs> Shit, yeah, no. <laughs> Afro-futuristic, you know, whatever, you yeah. know, so. Um, but like you said, I think that's the one flaw. I think, and, and I love, like, Absol, I, I love J-Rock, I love a lot of people they chose. You know, obviously you might keep with 2 Chains because 2 Chains is great for, I guess, parents. Yeah, no, and, I mean... Yeah, but, like, 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 I love Vince Staples, one of my favorite rappers out there. But, like, you're going to take Vince out, put another African rapper in there. Yeah. You know, things yeah. like that. And, and I think that's the thing. It's just, if, if this was just, again, Kendrick Lamar's passion fruit, or not passion fruit, but more life, yeah. like, this is just a playlist <laughs> <laughs> of artists that <laughs> I think are cool. I think it would be, I would, I would probably like it a lot better. Because the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, damn, there's some, like, choice cuts on here. Oh, yeah, no, I think. There's some mad. <laughs> there's no clunkers. The only clunker, and it, and it, and only because it's by purpose, is The weekend. That, And it's because oh, it's yeah, supposed to be the big mainstream song. Yeah. But even then, there's that weird, like, that nasty, like, synth hit. That's like, like, it's that little, like, that melody that's built off that little dissonant, like, synth that's all fucked up. Yeah. Even then, they try to push it forward. Like, obviously, collapsed into this regular pop stuff because you have to, it's a it's still a Marvel movie. You have to have the big pop, big pop of record. Course. But of even course. then, they tried their best. Like, there's never there's not a song here. I'm just like, oh my god, what were they thinking? Like, yeah. Even that um um that that the posse cut with those dudes. Like like even even though the rapping wasn't as good, you know, like like particularly that first bar when they first come in, where it's all fucking you know the sob rbe track. Like yeah. even when it comes in, like it's it's so infectious that you still love it. You know what I'm saying, kind of? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. And that beat is still like so hype, and they're hype, and even though the rapping is not as good as it is in the rest of the album, just off hype and alone, you're just like, oh, I fuck with this. Yeah, 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 yeah no, definitely, definitely. And, and <laughs> again, I feel like we're in the in the minority here. Everybody in the mother. Somebody on Twitter said, "This is going to be Kendrick's Oscar." Ooh, like, but. <laughs> I mean, what would it, but you know what? Sad, they would love to see him. I wonder what what would what would it be. I kind of the thing is I can't think of because I like the album. I don't know if there's any hits. There's slappers. There's definitely slappers. There's there, I, yeah yeah. I mean, yeah, I, like the paramedic song, the one the the, the, the posse cut slaps. Yeah, two chain songs, the B switch slaps. Ten, Smith. ten slaps. Yeah, ten 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 is trying to make its way to radio. Yeah. I think it's way too. Yeah, it's just Kendrick for radio. Yeah, it's just trying to punch his way through. <laughs> you know, you know what's going. You know what's going to be like that again. Going back to that, the Khalid and Sway Lee song. That's going to be the oh, yeah, radio that's track. Be, oh, I can't wait to see a lot of dudes in cars when they hit those <laughs> high octave vocals. <laughs> Straight in the voices, voices all creaking. <laughs> that, that, that's going to be that's that's going to be that 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 sneak that sleeper radio track. <laughs> Because, um, like I said, it's it's to me, I, and I, I'll say it's dope. I, I think people are a little hyped up. I don't think it's, I don't, let me put it this way. I can say it this much. It may not make the top 10 of the year. I don't think so, but it'll no. definitely make top 10 of rap releases. Like, it's still, oh, yeah, no, I no mean, flaws. definitely. There's, there's, there's no, definitely yeah. no flaws. There's yeah. definitely no flaws. And, and I think, the like I said, the more I listen to, the more I'm like, damn, this is a really dope album. Yeah. I think I have to disconnect my. You know, like my American my, gangster. My, that's a classic, my friend. My expectations yeah. and disconnect my my whole Black Panther hype <laughs> from this album. And like once I do that, it actually becomes like you know a dope listen. Yeah. So, uh, and it's cool going back to the, the 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 Kenny voices. It's 
And you kind of saw it more when he had um, Pimple Butterfly, how he's kind of the jazzy kind of way. Yeah. But it really is interesting how he's really using his voice as an instrument. Because yeah. like I said, he'll pop in on those randomly. On some like songs going, you know, going down the street. And all of a sudden he'll come in there, do his little, ki- like very subtly too. Not yeah. even take over the song. Yeah. You know, do a little zigzag in the background with a little funny voice and, and kind of fade into the back. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool how he's just kind of like... I mean, it's kind of dope. I mean, it's funny too because like now his, his voice is getting higher and higher. It's yeah. almost like uh, I, so kids. I don't know. This might be a, a reference that you don't understand, but Quasimodo. Yes. <laughs> Qu- Quasimodo was a. They might even get Madlib. Madlib was a really popular producer slash rapper, mostly mainly producer, and uh, he had a run of records with intentionally high pitched vocals with his alter ego Quasimodo. But uh, but no, I, I think it's cool because, like I said, it's as opposed to coming in and, and like I said, it's, he uses it interestingly because you could come in and be like, all right, I'm singing the hook, and you know, X bars comes in, he does the hook, another couple of bars does the hook, that's about it. He literally kind of comes in weird times of the song and it's like, I'm here, yeah, and it comes fades away. Yeah, so it's it's a cool way of him being part of the song. Of I guess that's their way of trying to tie the whole tonic together. Yeah, but without being extra blatant, whereas you know, like DJ Khaled coming in, like, <laughs> oh, you know, they doubted us. You know, in the middle of the fucking, you know, the track, he just comes in and kind of gives the whole fucking, you know, he just kind of comes in and just gives this whole random ass speech for no real reason. Although he still does that with the, I am Wakanda. I am Killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was just like, all right. 